there. You are listening to the Light FM's Girl Talk podcast brought to you by the Stoner Group at UBS Financial. My name is Carol. This is Alicia. Hey, I'm Trisha. And today we are going on a trip. So buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> you ready to go? Yes, ready. Now, Always ready. I'm going to tell you, I have to admit that when I, I heard, first heard the announcement to the staff that this was going to be the project that we were going to be working on, I was excited and a little nervous mm-hmm. because the area that we're going to be talking about is sometimes um, painful. Yeah, you know, that's because a good of, way to describe yeah. it. Because of what, what happened there. And uh, we're going to be partnering with Compassion International July 11th and 12th. And we're going to be working in a village in Rwanda. Yeah. And your eyes just lit up. I yes, wish I had a picture I of you. Because, I, I love it. I yeah, love it. because you actually got to go. And so I just want us to kind of... Maybe hop in your suitcase and go along with you, and you just kind of give us a tour of, like, when, when you first found out Rwanda was going to be the place, what kind of emotions did that evoke in you? You know, I I was excited. The yeah. first thing I was excited, mm-hmm. um, because I'll travel ev- anywhere, everywhere, sign me up. There's very <laughs> few times where if you give me an opportunity to go somewhere that right. I will say no. Mm-hmm. So my first reaction was excitement. And then, like, our general manager came up to me and talked to me and said, now, you know, it's Rwanda, and a lot of things happen there, and it, it can be dangerous. And I was like, okay. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm still in. I'm going to pray about it and make sure, kind you know. <laughs> but, but I'm still in. Yeah. And it's not really, I don't consider it a dangerous place to visit. Right. They have tourism now. Um, people go there. It's a beautiful country. It's really come a long way from what you yes. and I knew happened there yes. in the genocide that took place there. I mean, I, for me, it was, um, w- when it actually happened, it was a couple of years, I think, before I really kind of got my mind around what was going on there. And you actually got to tour some of those places. And I didn't even know about this, really. really. Yeah, you know, you hear yeah. things yeah. or you see a headline, but you don't, right. I don't have any connection to it, so right. I didn't connect to it. And yeah. I didn't even know until you shared with us some things that you learned. And so I, I think there's a lot of us who don't know what happened. Well, and so a, a couple of weeks ago in, in our devotions, our staff devotions, I talked about Rwanda as a country and mm-hmm. what, what happened there. And when we went to visit to go to the Compassion Project, it just so happened it coincided with the 25th anniversary of the genocide. And it was 100 days of absolute horror, torture, terror, you know, and and the way death. I explained it was, oh, death, mm-hmm. mass murders, yeah. families just obliterated, slaughtered. Mm-hmm. You know, every every terrible word you can think of, mm-hmm. that's the truth of what happened there. Wow. It was pure evil. Yeah. And I had studied the Holocaust a lot. I had visited places where the Holocaust happened, and I, I knew a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the Holocaust, it's like we tell that story so it will never happen again. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And 25 years ago, I was a newlywed. And 25 years ago, this genocide happened in this country across the world. And I feel like, like what you said, Tricia, I really didn't know what happened there. I kind of knew there was something going on in Africa and, and I'd heard some things, but I don't know if I just was, you know, young and naive and didn't, you know, I don't want to say I didn't care, but for some reason I didn't know the depths of what really happened. And when I got back from the trip, I read this book. It's called Live to Tell, and we'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a first-person account of a woman who, she was in her early 20s. She was a university student when the genocide happened, 
And she tells the story. She obviously survived. She wrote the book. But she had to live in a bathroom, a three feet by four feet bathroom with seven other women. They could physically not move unless one of the other women stood up and moved. To use the toilet. For how long? 91 days. The genocide was a 100-day period. For 91 of those days... They lived in there. They lived in there. They did not... They occasionally could come out into the bedroom to stretch, like, late at night. They they went to a pastor's house. Her father actually sent her to a pastor's house, and this pastor was... The genocide happened between two tribes, and one tribe was trying to obliterate the other tribe. Mm -hmm. And her father was like, you are going to go to this pastor's house and ask him to save you. And he was the pastor that was a part of the other tribe. But Mm -hmm. he he was a man of God, and he didn't know what to do, though, because if he was found harboring these and trying to protect these women from the other tribe, he would get killed. He He knew he would get killed. So he was risking his life. But... Somehow he just figured out how to put them in there. And so he would bring them food at night, but it was scraps. He couldn't risk even making a meal and bringing it to them because someone would say, well, why do you need so much food at your house? You must be feeding more people. Mm -hmm. So he would literally give them the leftovers and they all lost weight and and couldn't recognize themselves in the mirror Mm. when they finally got free. So her story really put what I saw into perspective and... Her family was is gone. She has one brother living, and she had a, a fairly large family. Her brother was a student in another country, mm. and that's why he was protected. Survived, yeah. Everyone else in her family was murdered, mm. and they were murdered by people who she knew. They went to school with. They went to church with these people. They were friends. They trusted them. But the propaganda and everything that had been spread just turned people— you know, um, and they I th- didn't know. I think that's what is so powerful about the story and the fact that we're partnering with Rwanda with, through compassion is that, you know, you can I think we live in a culture now that we can see things on the news. But like you said, Tricia, you had no connection to it. And so it did not mean anything to you. Yeah. Now you will never be the same oh, because of it. Someone that was on the trip with us. Um, had been to Rwanda 25 years ago, right after the genocide, and that's an opportunity where I would have said, "I don't I think I'm so." Stay home. Yeah. I, I don't. Th- I because, and that's the thing about with this woman that was in the bathroom. She didn't know how long she was going to be in there. She didn't know this was going to end in a hundred days. They had no oh, idea right. the length of time. They didn't know when it would end, how it would end. Right. They just knew all the stories and the smells. Mm. They uh, they was told that it smelled like death, and that there were. You know, I don't want to go into all the details because there's there's a lot of examples of details that, that just would make you sick. But this man came back with compassion 25 years later, and he said, it's a different country. It smells mm. different. Mm. There is hope in Rwanda. It's a beautiful country. It's green and lush. It's got mountains like Western North Carolina. Yeah, You know, it reminded me of it home. Beautiful, the pictures that you showed yeah. us. There's banana trees everywhere. There's gorilla that live up there that people, <laughs> tourists go and, and to see. It really is gorgeous, and the Rwandans love life. They love their country. Well, yeah, and wonderful. I, th- I think that's what's so powerful about yeah. the story is because it didn't end with bitterness and hatred. Yes. And, I mean, the stories of forgiveness. Yes, this country is all about forgiveness, mm-hmm. and the level that they had to forgive oh, yeah. oh. is unspeakable. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one of the other things, we met some Compassion alumni. So these were, we met four lovely adults that were about five years old when the genocide happened. So they're about 30 years old now. And the stories that they tell and the forgiveness that they have imparted on people who killed their family. They've gone to, and some of them have witnessed the person who actually they found out who murdered, because, you know, they all knew each other. So it's not like some strangers coming and they have forgiven them. And the president has encouraged the forgiveness because they have to. This has to be a God thing. That's what you I was thinking. You cannot do yeah. it any other way. Yeah. And so one night after we heard one of the alumni telling the story, I told um, one of the other girls on the trip, I said, how on earth could he ever forgive for that? How mm-hmm. on earth could he? And then I said, absolutely, it's not an earthly thing. Yeah. That yeah. could only come from God. That level of forgiveness could only come from God. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what makes um, makes this project so powerful is that yeah. they— they don't lack for the God piece and the forgiveness piece, Absolutely, but yes. they lack for resources. Yes. And so tell us about what you saw in the actual project and what we'll be helping to take care of when we help these compassion so kids. So we went to a couple of different projects, and these kids are so lovely. One of the projects we went to has 250 children in it. And one of the big things I learned was that the parents were so excited for their kids to be there. Mm. They welcomed us with a song and dance routine. And they kind of warned us ahead of time because these kids were all very young. It was a new project. They're like, they may not be as, you know, uh, on fire and and, and, um, organized as some of the other. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. they're, they're still learning. They were absolutely, it was one of the best projects they said they have seen, the best welcomes. And the parents were all, in Rwanda, they have dances. And the, as children, you learn this special dance and they move their arms. And, and they're, it's just very vivid and, and um, just the Tribalist. movements. Yes. Yeah. And the song is beautiful. And so the, the, all the adults are in the audience doing that too. And they are just so excited to be there. Mm. And when I met my sponsor child, he lives with his grandparents. Mm -hmm. And we asked, why are you so excited that your grandson is in the compassion project? And she said, it's so that he can have another mother to encourage him. It wasn't about so that he can get a hot meal. It wasn't Mm. about so he can get the medical care. He gets all of that stuff. He gets Mm. education. He gets to be around all these other children. It's so that someone else can help encourage him and we learned while on the trip that you have to break the chain of poverty mm-hmm. because if you're born in poverty, you're going to get married in poverty, you're going to have children in poverty, yeah. and someone has to break the cycle. Mm. And these compassion kids who get to go to the projects a lot of times are the member of the family who breaks the cycle. Mm. That's so powerful. The idea that we can make such a difference with this particular drive in this particular location. It's just very, very powerful. Sure is. Now we're going to post all that information for you in the show notes. So if you're listening to Mm -hmm. this, you know, whenever you can still be a part of what is going on with Rwanda. Of course, we partnered with Compassion in the past and you've heard those drives and we've been on trips Mm -hmm. and we've been to other places. But I just wanted to especially highlight Rwanda because of the powerful things that God is doing um, through that. And and I just want to ask you one, one other question because... I think we all, the, everybody everybody in here has been on a compassion project. Now, you come back changed yes. in different ways. <laughs> but um, I don't think I've ever seen poverty like I had seen it when I'd been on a compassion yeah. project. And that changes you. Yes. You know, I was so far away from home. And that changes you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, Trisha, you conquered some fears. And mm-hmm. that changed mm-hmm. you. You know, but what was it for you, Alicia, about this trip that just you, you come back? 
you came back a different person. Um, I did. I, I, you know, I brought a book with me to read on the plane. Yeah. This long, long flight. Yeah. I, I couldn't touch it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot let my mind get away from what I just saw. I have to reframe myself. And they teach you when you come back from a trip like that, you can't solve all the world's problems. There, we have you want to, to. But <laughs> yeah. You, but that's the thing. It's like you just are like I can't read this fun book. I yeah. need to read something serious. And so that's why I chose this book about someone that survived Rwanda, and that gave me the hope. And and I learned about forgiveness. And so my thing is, I came back changed. That if they can go through a hard time. And come out a changed country. A whole country is changed mm. and they have hope and they still love their country, even though all of those atrocities happened. Then when I have a hard time, I can come out of it hopeful too. Right. What when a- you miss the red light. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes you appreciate the country that we live in and the, the things Absolutely. that we get to take for granted, but unfortunately. It, it also, to me, is a big lesson to our country about forgiveness. Yes. yes. I mean, if we ever needed to hear the message of forgiveness, it's not gotten to that point, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But the words that we say to each other, especially right now, I feel like we could learn a big lesson from Rwanda about that yes, forgiveness. If they can forgive, anybody yeah. can. I mean, truly, if they can forgive, anybody can forgive. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited about um, these two days that mm-hmm. we're going to be partnering with Compassion and, and really highlighting the country of Rwanda. I'm excited about what we're going to continue to learn yeah. from you about your experience yeah. there. And um, we just are so grateful for for a ministry like Compassion, who leads Mm -hmm. with the gospel, who makes sure every child knows about Jesus and does it um, through um, providing hot meals and education and a place for these kids to gather safely. So we're so thankful for Compassion. Also thankful for you. We are so excited to let you know that our podcast is now on iTunes. You can go. I mean, you would would not believe the happy dances we did. And the hollers. We were were having quite a party when we found out that it happened because it allows you to go and subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. and that means that you don't have to worry that you're going to miss uh, an episode they'll all come to you automatically you'll know that and also it allows you to share it with a friend and to make a comment and the way that you can support us is to make a comment mm-hmm. and to, to let other people know about this podcast because we want it to grow we want this family to grow so that we all can be encouraged together we had a, a guest devotion um, yeah. this last week and so he good. said encouragement is giving your courage away and so we want to give our courage away to mm-hmm. you and to your friends and to your family and people that you um, come in contact with and so we would love for you to be a part of this Girl Talk family also want to thank our friends at the Stoner Group at UBS Financial for their support of uh, the Girl Talk podcast. And uh, we're excited. And make sure you check out all the show notes because we're going to have the book that Alicia talked about. We're going to have the compassion link. You can find out more about what happened in Rwanda if you're still you know, unsure and you want to go deeper. We'll have all that for you in the show notes. And we will see you right back here next time on the Girl Talk podcast.